The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Sustainability from Within with your host, Civelli Salviato. If you've ever asked yourself questions about how to bring about real change in your world and the world of those around you, you're going to love what we have in store for you today and every week. You can empower yourself to be that change agent. Now, here is Savelli Salviato. Hello, here we are again, February for... For those um, of you who are not Brazilians, <laughs> I guess that maybe the majority, today is um, Iemanjá Day in Brazil. Iemanjá is like a goddess, um, the mother of the seas. And I would like to offer this show to her because she's, you know, like my mom. Uh, I would say like that. This is a little bit mystic, you know, kind of religious, but it's so entrenched in us. And I have such a closeness to Yemanja that I just would like to dedicate this show um, to this goddess today, uh, Yemanja. Thank you. So in today's show, um, we are talking, we are going to talk today about our boxed minds is your mind boxed and i'll explain to you what I, what do i mean by that in a moment um just to want to remind you of other things um like you i'd like first to remind that maya green expo conference the eighth edition of maya green uh, is happening next week from 9th to 11 in miami so if you are in miami i would like to invite you to come it is in it's going to be at miami Airport Conventional Center, which is a very um, central place. <clears throat> there are spaces for parking and all of that. And you can go to Maya Green website, which is M-I-A Green, Maya as in, in Mia Green, uh, green as the caller, dot com. And you can register yourself uh, there. The, the rates range from $35 to $150, depending on if you want to go only to the exposition or if you want to learn something that will be um, uh, exposed. There will be people uh, talking, um, like mini workshops. And, if, you know, remember to use our code S as sustainability, F as in from, W as from within, sustainability from within 10, um, to have 10% discount in that, right? And also, um, I'll be speaking in the show as well. I'll be speaking on the 10th, uh, which is Wednesday at 2.30. And now, of course, I'll be speaking about sustainability. And if you're an entrepreneur, and if you're interested in being more sustainable or in, you know, in develop a green business, know that you need a sustainable mind and that's what we are going to talk about there right uh so don't forget to check it out myagreen.com and um register for the event that's happening next week okay so again is your mind boxed um what do you mean by that 
So what I mean by that is that, you know, do you notice that sometimes um, you you have just one way of thinking th- or see things or thinking about things, um, a very compartmentalized way? Do you, have you noticed, just as an example, my family likes to challenge like challenges you know like um, those tricky questions that sometimes you need to find a solution for them um, you know most of them uh, in the men's side they are engineers mathematicians they are very um, brain oriented and uh, know the numbers very well you know they ha- they all know how to make uh, algebra very quickly um, and it's so interesting because sometimes I, I see the challenges and I try to solve some of them you know it's uh, interesting a family thing and what I notice is that the most difficult ones are the ones that invoke other kinds different kinds of knowledge so for example sometimes the, the tricky ones propose something that seems to be like a, an algebra or a mathematic uh, mathematician kind of challenge and the solution, and for you to find the solution, you would have to, to look in your brain for those other hidden boxes, which other kinds of, of uh, knowledge is there. So sometimes the solution lies on the language or lies on, on, you know, on, the, on the space or lies on you know, some creative way to look, some different way to look to the proposition so that you can find the solution. Right? Have you ever seen yourself in that, in that spot? Um, have you ever um, noticed that sometimes uh, you can only think about, let me see, I get confusing here because the English is not helping today, but sometimes you just, you know, you cannot, you know that expression, right? You know that because everybody say you need to think outside the box. Why do you think that we need to think outside the box? Right, because normally we get used to the way that we think we see things, and it's difficult to see it in different angles or to bring other lines of knowledge so that you can uh, have the whole picture. Right, and it, well, it's it's not by mistake that we are like that because you know if you remember you went to school and you have different disciplines, different classes. Um, I, I, I'm sure this is how it goes here in U.S. because I have a step kid and I see, I notice. And it, this was for me too. You know, when I went to school and I was a kid, Portuguese was a class, like English here is one class. And history is another class, was another different, another subject, not related at all, right? So we kind of learn to see things in different spots, in, in different boxes. And sometimes this brings a lot of complications to our lives because, because nature is not boxed, right? So if you look outside, the, things are not, they are not in, in small compartments. They are not in, in small boxes. They are, you know, when you look to nature, when you feel nature, when you are in nature, you understand that that things are not as classified as we are used to to look at them, right? So, why do we have this boxed mind? I, I gave you uh, some of the examples that when we went to school, things were like that. You know, we had different different kinds of classes that not necessarily related to each other, right? The disciplines are 
very specific and you can go deep in one, you can love one and maybe you don't love the other. And sometimes we don't even see the usefulness of those disciplines that we are studying because, you know, although you went to a very special different school, uh, it's difficult to sometimes to see what are the applications to our normal lives of the disciplines that we are learning. And one of the, the things is because they are, you know, um, seeing as different or related to the other aspects of life, right? So where does this come from? How that happened <laughs> sometimes that, that, you know, we ended up being um, this having these boxed minds so part of the explanation I think that is it's a big explanation actually but part of the explanation is that we still live under the spell let's say like that of the mechanics um, theories the the beautiful brilliant um, scientists and geniuses that you know, brought the, the, the mechanic physics to, to ourselves um, centuries ago. And then the only thing is that this is being, uh, you know, happening for centuries. So it is really entrenched in our, in our bodies, in our DNA, in our education system, in our social system. And um, what is that? You know, what, what the mechanics have to do with it, right? So if you, if you look back and if you think about uh, us as humanity, classification uh, was a need in the early beginnings of our existence. And I'm not even talking about the mechanics right now. I'm talking about, you know, naming things, give, differentiate things, one animal from the other, or, you know, one, one bird from the other, or one human being from the other. There, were, there, there was or there is some need for us to comprehend things, for us to in, improve our knowledge and our, let's say, power. Uh, a need to classify. So we've been classifying things since ever, right? We have classification of for all nature. We have um, animal kingdom and and vegetable kingdom and mineral kingdom, and if, as if they were very different and and are you know uh, under different kinds of laws or. That's our imagination. Also, um, we classify races, right? We, we classify disciplines. Um, so classifying things and, and discover classes, discovering clusters, let's say like that. Something that had empowered us uh, a lot, had brought uh, some knowledge and, um, and, you know, in that, in that arena when the, you know, two or three centuries ago when the, the beautiful, this beautiful scientists came up, they were eager to understand it more, right? Um, they were eager to, to, um, to see that, you know, the, the, world, were, the world was uh, made of different classes, you know, and if you put all classes together, you would have the whole but if you understand little classes, if you understand small pieces, maybe you would understand the whole. So the, the beautiful geniuses uh, like, like Newton and Descartes and others, they, they saw things that way. Um, and it was necessary that that's, that was that way because it brought us lots of um, technological improvement. It brought us um, a lot of... Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would say success, but of course it brought it brought us a lot of improvements in our lives, right? Uh, 
also it brought us a lot, a lot of um, misconceptions, right? Uh, it also brought us a lot of separation, right? Because when you put things in one box and then suddenly you think that this box has nothing to do with another box uh, and you believe this is completely true because you are believing in the classification instead of really understanding that the classification is just a way to understand better but not exactly the reality so when that happens you are in trouble right why why do i say that because because when you separate things in clusters normally what happens is that you are dividing it and you are generating some conflict right what is inside this box is different better a worst or you know different than what is in in the other box and uh if i belong to this box i don't belong to that box right so all the the notion of separation that we've been discussing here uh a lot in in this show is present in that idea that if we are men and we are classified as human beings so we are different and in a, in a box of human beings, not in the box of animals, not in the box of plants, not in the box of something else, right? And inside our minds, as I, I told you, sometimes we we separate things in our minds. So, you know, there is the time for work and then there is time for pleasure and there is time for, um, you know, to spend with family, which is not exactly the time that you are working. So things are, you know, for more structured people, even more, things are very... Um, uh, as if they are independent, right? So, um, what would be the implications of that in our in our lives, right? One clear implication of the way that we were brought up and the way that society is really organized around this concept of uh, boxes in our minds of different subjects, not exactly relating to each other. Uh, one of the cl- clear um, impacts in, is, for example, in our health, right? Um, even if you don't think like that, notice your actions and notice, notice how you treat yourself, right? You have a mind and you have a body and you are absolutely sure that those are different, <laughs> that they, you know, you have the sense that they are connected, but you still think you have a body and that you have a mind as if you were a third person having a body and a mind, right? Do you, I'm, it seems that I'm playing with language, but it's not only that, not only playing, not only, you know, mind games and playing with language. There is a, there is information beneath that that is important for us to acknowledge, Right, so Descartes, for example, is the father of modern medicine, and for Descartes, Descartes' mind was different than the body. You know, all emotions, feelings, um, uh, um, what else? The the values, you know, like courage or everything else, or those are functions of the mind which are different from the body and and the doctors the physicians nowadays most of them let's say like that not all of them fortunately they were educated under this um under this spell let's say like that under this this vision that things are separated and you know i know that if you're here you might have listened to dr fernando binardi which is a different 
um, doctor and fortunately my doctor in Brazil and he was he used to say you know in in those modern hospitals when you you know you can clearly see like a line he was joking but you know like a it, this is like a caricature you have a line and somebody in the door saying oh your problem is warm uh, arm go to the left your problem is his head oh it's upstairs oh your problem is a leg oh it's that door as if things were so separated that they don't connect to its to each other right and do you understand that sometimes your emotions have a real and big impact in your health, in your physical body, that they are not that separate? Right? Think about it. Notice about it. Notice that if you have an emotion, you have a physical reaction. And it, this cannot be simply, you know, discharged, simply dis, uh, dismissed, let's say like that, because there is an interconnection and in interdependence, right? However, in our in our you know medicine, and body is different than mind. And uh, if you have a problem in your stomach, you go to a stomach stomach exp- expert that maybe has no expertise in um, depression or anxiety or you know other other things that may be causing you a stomach ache. So um, we are near to our break so I'm just breathing a little bit here with you uh, reminding you to check my green website and see if you can register and come to see me on next Wednesday and you're going to break for a moment and you're going to come back to explore a little bit of our boxed minds and what are the, the implications that this has in our trying to be the change you want to see in the world. So talk to you soon in two minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As a Pathwork Helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork Helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O dot com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, Sibeli can be reached at Salviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. Hello, and here we are back to Sustainability from Within. Um, we were talking about our boxed mind as just a different way to explore how we live in duality and the implications that this has in our in our lives, not only in our lives, but you know, in the in the society and the community that we live in. And uh, I, I was talking about um, uh, how this impacts medicine and the physicians that we go uh, here, and you know, most play, most Western places. Um, because most Western places, uh, medicine are based on the philosophy of Descartes, and and um, you know that that said that mind and body are different things. It's nice because he recognizes the existence of a mind, probably inside a brain, but different from from the body. And um, I was just reading a passage from a book. Um, it, it is called "You Are What You Say" from Dr. Matthew Budd and Larry Holtstein. Um, it's an interesting book. I don't need to talk about much about it. Uh, but but this brought me. You know, there is an, a, an example here. This brought me something about this in, in medicine, and I'll, I'll talk about it in other spheres of, of our lives. But this doctor, he was um, just. Telling that he was in a ER uh, place receiving people, and that there was a person that was a recurrent patient. Every so often, he would come with some kind of lung issue, and nobody could understand, you know, what happened to this guy because he was medicated and sent sent back home, and you know, in a little while he would come back with you know, the same problem all over again, and and he. When it was his turn to take care of this person, he um, it occurred to him to ask to the patient why would he think he was ill, and engaged in some kind of conversation so that the patient had revealed some personal stuff, some personal uh, way of living. He was living with a, um, a daughter-in-law because he has uh, you know lost his wife and there was a condition and and suddenly the doctor that written the book discovered why that guy was recurring to which recurrently coming to the ER with a problem now he noticed that the problem was not exactly located in the lungs but the lungs were a consequence of something else and he was very happy and you know because he was there uh, in the beginning of his career uh, attending ER he went with his beautiful discover to a superior that said to him something as Sam's personal problems are something that word social worker should that you know our social worker should be worried about not you so he realized at that moment that you know, uh, how how deeply medicine and doctors were entrenched with this boxed mindset, with this separated mindset. 
that, you know, even something that in his intuition was good in terms of his profession to, to, to heal was not considered because it was not his business to, take, to talk about personal lives with his patients, right? So you had to have a, boundaries there. Uh, actually, boundaries are the word, you know, other... Um, Ken Wilber's book, uh, No Boundaries, talk about that in the beginning as well. So uh, I, I also am quoting him because I'm learning this from him as well. Right? So, so when we have those boundaries, that's how we separate things and how we generate conflicts. Because if you are on the other side of the fence, um, m- maybe you have an enemy, you know, on the other side. So anyway, um, <clears throat> what are other what are other things that are beneath this um, compulsively um, need to classify and put things in different boxes, right? Other than organize things, of course, maybe life gets easier if we are more structured and you have departments and we have, um, you know, chains of things organized and separated. There's something else that this implies. As I t- told you in the beginning, classifying and separating things also brought knowledge and also brought power, right? And with power, it also brings control. So the spell, I call it a spell because it is a spell because it's an illusion, right? Because we call a tree a tree, <laughs> and we have the, the 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 mind name for the tree it doesn't make the tree exactly uh, the way that we picture in our minds, right? The tree doesn't call itself a tree. It doesn't not necessarily have a name. Um, even more, you know, it does not be, know that it belongs to a class or you know to a, a separate species other than you know some other species. So. But when we believe that those boxes really exist and those names are really real for the things out there, we imagine that we have control, right? And we use this control over the other boxes or over the other side of the fence. We use this as control. And we can see this very clearly in the, in the business organizations, right? In the, um, in the corporations. And I'm not talking only about the for-profit corporations because this is so entrenched. And that's where, you know, we come to talk to change, change agents. Because if you are in a not-for-profit organization that has the same mindset, the same boxed mind, of everybody else's you're not that different right you are also empowering yourself looking for control looking for the resources with this separate mind as if you were separate for from the rest so so in corporations what we see are many many departments right the most conventional corporations if even if they are not that big they are separated into the admin um uh, department and then you have the marketing department and, and then you have the human resources department and now you know most of them have a sustainability department <laughs> poor guys that work there in the sustainability department and then you have sales department and you have the financial department and not necessarily they talk to each other so that they know what's happening in the whole but there are some that knows what happened in the in the whole right it's maybe the board maybe the ceo and those who knows what happened what is happening in most of those departments or boxes, they have more control. 
right? So the look for having departments is not only uh, an, an, a needs organization and uh, to organize things and to make things more efficient, but they are more efficient because we believe they are departments and also because they bring control to ourselves. So it implies in us having us wanting to control things and you know let's be honest classifying nature also was a matter of control like what these scientists were are always looking for is how to control nature an unsuccessful business as far as i know right we cannot control nature climate change global warming things like that are here just to prove that that we you know, with this mindset, we're not controlling anything. And controlling, controlling actually is a word that comes from this kind of mindset, as if, if we have the power to control things and make make them as we wish, right? So when you when you look to the corporate world, you can also notice how um, this boxing thing, this boxing uh, culture, this department culture. Um, generates conflicts, right? Because you have the sales department and you have the financial department and it seems that they look for opposite things because the sales guy wants to sell and the, the financial department wants some safety, wants to reduce costs and of course they have, um, they have a, a, a place where they, they meet because both wants, both wants more, more sales but the sales guy doesn't doesn't worry very much with the costs, while the financial guy is very worried about the costs and investments and whatever, whatever, uh, whenever actually money is outflowing, going out, not going in, right? So, so you see potential conflicts, and of course we see conflicts in corporate uh, environment, a lot of conflict. Right. If you see your, our, if you see yourself as a piece inside of a corporation, but a, a solitary piece, uh, you become more competitive. Your, you have to be better than the other box, or your department has to be better than the other department. And this notion of cooperation is less in, is less in the floor. Right. What you have is a lot of competition. So when you have different boxes, you have internal competition not as well as you have outside competition but in in competition when you were in competition you were trying to put down your quote-unquote enemy right it's not uh, so imagine that if you if you have a metaphor if you if your body is a corporation and your hands are the marketing department and your legs are the financial department and the financial department and they are fighting for some kind of resource or some kind of costs that the market, marketing department wants to do and the financial department do, does not want to do you will see your hand fighting with your leg trying to destroy it trying to put it down how wise this is for the whole body how wise is this for the whole corporation right how 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 effective this really is so i know that you know perhaps and actually in my mind but in 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 your minds out there uh, i'm talking about a kind of old-fashioned thing but i want you to rethink is that really old-fashioned maybe there are 
currently new corporations, young corporations that are more, are less, less let's say like that, um, impacted by this spell and they manage to, to think outside the box, let's say like that, and implement new creative ways to relate among themselves. But if you look to the big old and fat corporations that are out there ru- ruling this world, this mindset of boxes are really present. This mindset mindset of separation, of divide to control, divide to, uh, you know, to have more power, it's, all, it, it, it's in place, you know, very, very in place. And this is not generating growth. This is actually part of our issues with sustainability, right? The, the, the inner and outer conflict. Actually, conflict is something that um, gen- is generated by we thinking in small boxes, right? So, um, so that's uh, more or less what are, what are the implications of having a boxed mind, right? Uh, what else? What, what, what else can we say about that? How do you experience that in your life? I will be um, uh, curious to, to know more about that. So if you have any idea, you can uh, email me or call, you know, to, to ask. And, uh, and I'll be glad to, to answer. But one of the things that, that uh, can happen when we have this boxed, as I am saying, boxed mind um, happens in our, in our personal lives. You know, we clearly separate work from happiness, right? Some fortunate ones of us are lucky enough to work in something that we really love and that, you know, does not seem like work. We have have this saying, you know, working something that you love and don't work and don't work anymore because you don't feel like working. So there are many things implicit in there. You see language is also something that uh, was created and helped this boxed mind. Language does not help actually us getting out of the box. So we need to be very conscious about language. It's not by mistake that this book that I that I quote, uh, you are what you say. It's talking about what you say, how you speak things, the language, because language not only brings to you a lot of insights of how you think, but also how society is organized, right? So when I say that we in our lives, most of us separate work from happiness, first of all, we are... The implication is work is a bad thing and is separated from happiness. And it happens for most of us, most of, you know, the, the majority of the time that we have. So in a 24-hour day, one-third at least we spend working if we are lucky. Sometimes we spend more. And if you work, if you are, you know, bringing the feminine and masculine thing, if you are a, a a woman or if you're a mother man you get home and you still have to work you have to cook you have to clean you have to laundry so it's still work and in our minds we know that work is not happiness i'll be in peace and relaxed only when i'm not working anymore right am i saying something that is foreign to you because you know it is not foreign to me at all. That's how I feel and I challenge that sometimes. But sometimes that's, that's how it happens to me. 
it get I get to the end of the day and I do love what I do what I I, I do um, and I say oh uh, the work is done so now I can relax <laughs> as if I cannot be relaxed while I'm working why not have you asked you that why can't you be happy at your work why can't you relax while you were working is relaxing separated from paying attention to things is relaxing, uh, you know, impeding you to f to focus and have uh, something well done? I don't think so, you know. So we, in our lives, with these boxed minds, we separate things and we cling to one thing in instead of the other, as if it is possible, right? And uh, the, the, the drama that this brings is that this is really not possible. We cannot separate things, you know. Um, it's not only not effective, but it brings a lot of problems to ourselves. It brings a lot of um, unsustainability to our world, right? So, so um, what else? I would like to discuss the how to get out of it in the third block. So we have some minutes to discuss what else can um, be a, an, an impact of our boxed minds, right? So <clears throat> let me see. Oh, yeah. One example, oh, a very, very good example for me, actually. I don't know if it's for you, but, uh, uh, you know, you know that I, I've been grieving the, the past of my brother for a while, for four months now. Uh, and, you know, I've been going deeper in this experience because it's a new experience for me. And what I noticed is, um, you know, not only in myself, but, uh, you know, around me and sometimes even in my family, we separate pain from pleasure. We separate pain for, from, from, from happiness, from joy, right? So if we are in pain, we cannot be in joy. And, well, you know, who wants to be in pain? So let's just pretend pain does not exist and let's focus on the joy, right? Uh, I've been noticing that in myself. And because I have a box, joy, called, it's called joy. In that box, uh, no pain is allowed, <laughs> No sadness is allowed, you know. It's just pure joy. And, um, and you know, what I am observing in myself that is that that's not possible. Things are not, you know, wh while I'm experiencing it, the experience that I'm, I'm, I've been noticing in my own body is that this is not true, you know. I can experience joy and sadness all together. And I... I, I start to believe and to understand that if I allow, I think that I said that the other day, if I allow my sadness to be felt, I probably, I am probably much more um, uh, in, you know, f f much more flowing with my, my joy. So one thing cannot come separate from the other, right? So... So we're uh, going to stop here for another break. I'm just, uh, let me just re read something for you before we come back. This comes from Love Letters in the Sand from Khalil Gibran. And he goes like that. When you part from your friend, you grieve not. For that which you love most in him may be clear in his absence as the mountain to the climber is clearer from the plain. 
So with that, we're going to go to a break and uh, in the next block, you know, continue here because we're going to give you some tips how to debox your mind. Okay, see you soon. Bye-bye. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. As a Pathwork Helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O dot com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, Sibeli can be reached at sibelisalviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. So hello, we are here back to Sustainability from Within, and today we are discussing about our boxed mind. Is your mind boxed? I don't even know if this is good English, but I guess you understand what I'm talking about. But before um, I go over what what we are supposed to talk in this block, I just want to remind you that next week... Maya Green, do you remember Jose, Mr. Jose Garcia here next, uh, last, last in, you know, show he was interviewed talking about very practical, another very practical box, <laughs> sustainability applied to products and, and corporations. And so he is leading, he's in, our, in his eighth edition of Maya Green Expo and Conference. And this expo and conference is happening here in Miami. Uh, in the Miami Airport Conventional Center from the 9th to 11th next week of February. And um, you can go to mayagreen.com website and register yourself. And if you don't forget to use the code SFW10, S as sustainability, F as from, and W as within. 
so sustainability from within 10 and you are um, you're going to have 10% discount on us in the in the conference so I think that it's going to be a very interesting conference and also you know I'll be speaking on Wednesday the 10th at 2.30 in that conference there I'll be talking about uh, the sustainability sustainability mind uh, as I told you before if you're an entrepreneur or if you want to to venture in a sustainable sustainability business you have to know that you do have to have a sustainable mind that has to be a little bit different than the conventional one and so we're going to talk about that and do some exercises and i hope you can enjoy so come along and i'm look forward to see you there one of the things that we're going to be talking about of course is this you know in in the corporate world how our boxed minds uh um, actually get into the way you know before we believe that making departments and separating things and having uh, everything organized were very good and very you know in, in four terms four terms uh, um, you know in the beginning of uh, uh, in the beginning of the corporation revolution the industrial revolution this was a very good thing because it was different actually but nowadays maybe it's time for us to move on a little bit this kind of mindset. Um, so I was talking about the implications uh, of this boxed uh, mind in our lives. And I was um, talking about my own example, you know, feeling in my body and conf conflicts in my mind of, you know, why I am still grieving. Is it too, you know, can I be happy or all of that things that are being uh, discussed in my mind and when I just stop my mind and observe my experience in my body in, in my emotions uh, when I breathe actually I notice that things are not separated as we call them right and, and this is one of the tricks I told you that in this block we're going to talk a little bit about how to manage that how to you know maybe get out of the box right so one of the things is just to realize that the name we give to things that the classes that we put them on they are just um, tools that we use to organize things they, they are not reality it's not true that history is different than English you know because they are interconnected. You can only read a history book and learn about our history if you know how to speak a language, right? In this case, English, or maybe other language, right? So they are not separated. But, but the fact that we separate them in our minds just to classify, just to you know, understand better, or even to control in the positive or negative um, aspect of the control, this is not reality. So I'm asking for a, another didactic separation here, at least in the, in, in the realms of observation. That classes, that classification that we do, that boxes you put things, they are imaginary boxes. They don't exist. They really don't exist. If you think about a corporation, you think, oh, no, the departments really exist. Yeah, you were seeing them. But the functionality, the, the whole of the corporation only exists because there's something else flowing through those departments. There's something else happening there, right? So, so those boxes are imaginary things. They do not really exist. So if you bring first this concept for you, 
this is this is already a huge going outside the box. So you know that the classification, the differences, are only in your mind, in my mind, right? The the the, the cats they don't know that they have names or that they are different. They relate to each other. The animals relate to each other. They not necessarily separate things, you know. So if you if you take a moment to observe how things are in nature, you can can really grasp that those boxes that we use to put things, they're just our they're just in our minds. They're not for real. They're an illusion, right? There are maybe positive aspects of this so-called illusion for you know some practicalities in life and however we don't need to believe that we don't need to bond to it we don't be- we don't need to believe that's who we are right there is this passage of in in, in this um in this book that i i quoted as well from from ken wilbur no boundaries that he said you know when you look to a tree and i have this luxury to be looking to a tree outside the window if we are looking to a tree can you just notice that you're not looking to a tree? Maybe you were looking to, you were focusing on the tree, but there are birds, there, are this, there is the sky, there is the air, there are some, some grass around, there is a lake. It's a beautiful scenery, by the way. So they, they are not separated. You know, I can call them separate names, but it's a whole thing. It's a whole scenery out there not separated so when you do this exercise you start to grasp that the separation is just an illusion and this is a great first step for you to get out of it right another great step actually i've been talking to you many times at exhaustion as one of my teachers would say she says well i taught that to exhaustion how can you hear how can you still hear me (laughs) Just because maybe we need to hear that exhaustion so that we can really, you know, um, leapfrog that and start a more sustainable world. But the, the other step that I'm talking about comes with this quote from the Pathwork Guide um, that I posted in my, my Facebook page today. So if you're following me on my Facebook page, you're going to probably have noticed that um, a quote from Pathwork Lecture 144. And the guide says... Uh, like that. Expansion is a very simple process of questioning the verity, variety, I don't know, verity of your limited ideas, the correctness of what you assume to be unalterably thus and so. So, my dear fellows, the other big step, the other big tip, it's not, um, you know, it's not a rocket science kind of tip, but uh, it's one of the major things that we can do to ourselves is questioning, questioning our thoughts, questioning our beliefs, you know, questioning, questioning, questioning. Because when you do that, right, we can expand. And as Einstein, I think, would say, you cannot make your mind become smaller again. It's impossible. So it's a good thing, actually, that you, you know, you enlarge your awareness, you enlarge, you expand your, your, uh, your mind, and then, you know, you're including things. Remember, this has all to do with our first show or second show where we were talking about 
evolution and development has to do with integrate things, is bringing back the fragments and discover the whole underneath it, and the whole that is always there because never separated, we separated them in our minds. So when we question, we notice the fragmentation. We are able to to bring fragments in and, and put things together, at least for a while. You know, I don't think this is the, the, the ultimate tip that I would give to you today, but this is um, a process, right, uh, for us to at least um, prove to ourselves what we are talking about here, to prove to ourselves that first, even though we don't think in those terms, even if we are really very spiritual people, we are still very boxed, very, you know, we have compartments. And if we question ourselves, maybe we can get out of some of those compartments and bring some, you know, some, um, I will not call it oneness, but we, some integration. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, we bring some integration to our lives, you know. W one other example that came to me uh, before and I forgot to share with you is that, you know, in my, in my life as a consultant, uh, I think that I shared with you that I, when I started my, cons my consulting, I did that because I have already started a, a, a path of self-development, which is pathwork. So, so it, it was uh, very interesting for me, one of the times that I, I invite another Pathwork helper to, to a workshop to share the, to lead the workshop with me because I, I noticed there were a lot of things from Pathwork that I could use in engagement process, right? And I was talking to her and she was really, uh, you know, happy with the opportunity because it was difficult to bring Pathwork to corporations, although we were not calling it that way. But so, and we were talking about sustainability and I, she asked me a little bit about, uh, more about that. And I was talking to her, you know, about the impacts that we have on the planet and ourselves. And, and she said to me, Sibeli, it's so interesting because I've been working with consciousness for so long and I you know, if I open up my closet, I have, I have tens of pairs of tennis shoes because I am a compulsive buyer. I have never put one plus one together to notice that this is an issue for me and that I have impact in the world. So, you know, all, to be spiritual, quote, unquote, unquote doesn't, does not uh, really instantaneous make you out of the box. You know, you can also continue to find some boxes in yourself because they are there, believe me. And questioning and observing. And if you want to go back to our shows, we have shows designed only for you to, um, to observe your mind and observe your language and see you know, what are the patterns there? What are the boxes that you are in? What are the images that are framing your mind and, and through them you are, you are manifesting your life, right? So keep a look at your box. If you really, you know, are willing to be the change you want to see in the world, this is another step that you have to give. So I'll, I'll, I'll repeat if I may. Expansion is a very simple process of questioning the verity of your limited ideas, the variety, I guess, the correctness of what you assume to be unalterably thus and so. So question your truth, and maybe you're going to be more uh, more of an integrated human being. Okay, so to finish, uh, I think that I, you know, I've been in, uh, in, in poetry lately, so I think that I'll read another poem, another piece um, from Love Letters in the Sand, The Love Poems of Khalil uh, Hebran. 
And it goes like that. Who would sell me one beautiful thought for a hundred pounds of gold? Who would exchange one minute of love for a handful of gems? Who would give me one eye that can see beauty in exchange for all my treasures? Right? Who? So keep this thought in your mind and um, wish you have a beautiful week. Um, just want to remind you again that my Green is on the way next week. Don't miss it. If you are here in Miami, I'll be there on Wednesday giving a lecture uh, 2.30 in Miami Airport Conventional Center. So I hope to see you there. And also want to announce that we're going to have one show in Portuguese. I'll tell more about it next show. Okay? So I hope you have a good, beautiful week. I hope you reach out to ask me whatever you want to ask if I can, if I can answer. And um, I thank you very much for you being there listening to me. Thank you very much and namaste. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainability from Within. Please join your host, Sibeli Salviato, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until the next program, have an amazing week filled with the life you want to lead.